0: Welcome to Fright Club. First rule of Fright Club, you do talk about Fright Club.
1: Second rule of Fright Club,
0: you do talk about Fright Club. Third rule of Fright Club, you post, share, comment, and tweet about Fright Club. Welcome, Gateway Film Center, to the 10th anniversary of Fright Club Live! Thank you so much for coming out. And we know you had so many other options on a beautiful January night (laughs) in Ohio. Thank you for making us a part of it. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And we're from MadWolf.com, And we cannot believe it's been a decade of Fright Club. And uh, we love it. We love you guys for coming out. Congratulations to all of our prize winners so far. But we've got more to give away. As you can see some of the movie swag right out here to to our right. Uh, But if you didn't get a raffle ticket, come down after. And we'll set you up as we give away some prizes. And if you were enjoying that playlist, longtime Fright Clubbers might remember back in the day, we used to have a music theme as well that we would put into the podcast until somebody hit me to the fact that that hurts your chances of being played on some of the podcast apps. So we nixed that. But we'll still find a Fright Club hits. A playlist on Spotify, and that's it. So we thought we'd bring that out, and I know you love the Alice Cooper, and uh, Tyrone loved the Tom Jones, as I did as well. (laughs) So if you like that, thank you. There's plenty more where that came from. We've got a great movie tonight, and one that well, we've been trying to get for years.
1: Yes, we have. For for three or four years, we've been trying to show the black hat. And it was, it's been hard to get. And thank you very much to Chris Hamill for getting not just the regular old black hat, but a gorgeous 4K restoration. And this is the first time the state of Ohio has seen it.
0: Yes. Yes, give it up for Chris and the Gateway. You betcha. <laughs> And it's almost gotten to the point when, when we ask for a movie like that, we kind of expect, well, he's going to come through with a 4K restoration. <laughs> it's just what he does. That. Like, oh, that's not a 4K? What are you even doing? <laughs> Do you even movie? But uh, 10 years of this is incredible. So we thought we'd, we'd look back at some of the highlights and the lowlights of our 10 years of Fright Club.
1: I, just, I wrote down just a handful of, of them. Uh, at one point, one woman told me she hated me. <laughs> During the screening of Compliance. And another time an RN had to leave the film Inside because she told me it was too bloody.
0: (laughs) It is pretty damn bloody. If you've seen Inside, (laughs) if you know, you know. That one is uh, nasty. Also, was anybody here to get a a merit badge for Martyrs back in the day? Um, Yes. See there? That's right. We uh, we showed Martyrs, which is a tough... The French. uh, French.
1: Come on. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We showed the French uh, martyrs and had little merit badges made up because that is a tough, tough watch. Yeah, it's, so.
1: a, it's a hard one. This, is, this one's on me, and if you were here for any of these, I apologize. On three separate occasions, I forgot there was genital penetration in a film that we were screening.
0: <laughs> sorry. It's an easy thing to forget. Oh, shoot, <laughs> children.
1: Um, speaking of sorry, actually, I'm not going to apologize for this. So of all the films that we have shown in the ten years that we've been doing this, the least favorite was clearly *Hagazusa*, And I don't know what's wrong with y'all because it's a great movie. Um, yeah,
0: *Hagazusa* went over. Did not
1: go over very well. Though, but George disliked Durfan. He really hated that movie. You know
0: what? It's the soundtrack. Yeah. That type of music just yeah. is like a nail in my brain. I just can't dig it. Maybe if we add some different type of music, maybe some Tom Jones, maybe some Alice Cooper, I could (laughs) dig that movie. But uh, I just, I wasn't there for it. So you're right.
1: But I think over the years, some of the big favorites, Border, which we showed last year, that went over really big. People really loved Border. People really loved Juan of the Dead, Mm -hmm. which was from one of the first, one of the first years we did this. And the last horror movie, which was the first film that we showed that not one person in the audience had seen. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited uh, and that went over pretty well, too. People really enjoyed that And one. also,
0: there's been a few times over the years where we didn't show an older movie. We had the good fortune to get a, a premiere of a brand new movie, and that was fun. We had the premiere of The Dead Don't Die. That was
1: fun. That was
0: fun. Yeah. We also got to show The Greasy Strangler. That's right. Back in the day. That was we, very fun. We had, yeah. Wasn't that fun? Yeah. More oil. And we also <laughs> had, recently, just last year, we had the premiere of Marink.
1: Yes, we did. With
0: it, Kyle Edward Ball here, right. the director, on the podcast. Yeah, that uh, was super cool. And I know that's a polarizing movie, but we loved it. Um, so that was a and lot of fun. And he's a peach.
1: He is. He's just the sweetest person. And he loved Columbus. Here is, so sometimes um, I, I keep a notebook in my purse, and I just write down individual sentences that I find fascinating that people say, and then eventually it becomes dialogue. And this is my favorite sentence that Kyle Edward Ball said. He was talking about last year, Halloween, and he said he was going as... Sexy Gordy from Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say, pictures or it didn't happen. I want to see that. <laughs> I really want to see that. So it's been a blast uh, these past 10 years, and uh, we've had showed so many great movies and, and got to make so many new friends, and I know you guys have too, and we thank you for that so much. We love that you keep coming back and, and making us a part of your Friday nights. So um, we've got, as we talked about, we've got five Movies to talk about, unexpected guests, yes. but you've got a few that almost made it. Yeah, right? I also
1: just really quick want to point out the short. We're going to show a oh, short I'm film. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. We're going to show a short film before this. Uh, it's Matt Smith's The Provider. Uh, we, sh- we saw it the first time, I think the 2017... Uh, Nightmares Film Festival it's so weird it's so great so I hope that you guys love it and we really appreciate Matt Smith for letting us show this film
0: yeah we've started just in the last few months showing short films this short film is a little longer but really The Black Cat is only about 65 minutes long so together it's a really a, a feature length presentation so we hope you like that uh, but anyway, yeah, you've got a few here that almost made it on your top five of unexpected
1: guests. I did indeed. So Brimstone and Treacle. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. It's a British movie. Sting is in it, which explains why Sting-a- I a it out as soon as I could when I was a kid. Um, and I was, he does terrible things. Sting does in this movie. Um, but it didn't quite make the, the cut. But if you haven't seen it, it's absolutely worth checking out. It's its really kind of troubling. Um the Old Dark House, that's a classic in this particular genre, and it's James Whale who did Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, which, of course, I love. I don't really like that movie, though, so I, I didn't include it. Um, I do really like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What? And um, I do, as you might know. <laughs> uh, uh, and that they're unexpected guests. People don't think they're coming, and they no. probably shouldn't have gone there. No. <laughs> really, it was breaking and entering, and when that happens, it's on you, I think. But... They didn't make it, and then the last one that really came close and didn't quite make it was the human centipede, because...
0: We got some centipede fans? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, it almost made it, and if it weren't like a live event and we could do the fuzzy math that we do in the recorded event, maybe, but but let's be honest, sex Chainsaw Massacre would beat it out, so... Um, But on to the actual
0: On to the top five As we get to uh, the screening of the Black Cat tonight Number five is just from 2016 In their secluded farmhouse A mother, a former surgeon Teaches her daughter anatomy And how life and death are not to be feared One afternoon a mysterious visitor Shatters the idol of their family life It's the eyes of my mother
2: Is this your mother? Yes What did she do? was a surgeon in Portugal? We used to do the sections together. I remember I was fascinated by how the inside of the body looked. She always hoped I would be a surgeon one day.
0: That is such a striking, striking movie.
1: Yeah, black and white. Although, as you could probably tell, the sound design is pretty great. Yeah. Um, it's a very creepy movie. We did show this. We showed this a couple of years ago, uh, and it is, it is an all-time favorite of mine. It's incredibly disturbing. Uh, and one of the reasons is just how sort of blasé the, the lead, the, the main character is, with violence uh, and with anatomy and surgery. And, yeah. <laughs> and... um. And it, you know, and it's it's so funny the way it turns because it starts off it's this beautiful sort of bucolic, you know, farmhouse and a little girl in the front yard, and this very clearly not right in the head man shows up on the front lawn and he's laughing. <laughs> you gotta you gotta take me in to see your mom, and um, and he has just no idea what he's in for, right. and it's such a. It's it's such a v- like visually stunning movie. It it's is. so beautiful and 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 sort of languidly paced, and at the same time, incredibly disturbing.
0: Yeah, and like you said, there's a, there's such a great power shift because he thinks he's the unexpected guest and he has the power, and then he does not. No, and you're right. She's so blasé about it because she's been taught, as we said in the synopsis there, she's been taught anatomy yeah. and has no problem <laughs> with. Uh, what she's going to do?
1: No, it's a very it's so Nicholas Pesci made this movie. It was his first film. It's an incredible, glorious, incandescent first film. And then he went on to make um, to make uh, Piercing, which I thought was 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 pretty good. And then he went on to make you guys remember the reboot of The Grudge from a few years ago. Ooh. So sadly, he hasn't recovered from that yet. But my fingers are crossed; he bounces back.
0: And uh, there's a movie playing on TV in uh, front of which the, the grown-up is seeing playing in William Castle's House on ha- House on Haunted Hill. Nice. You can hear Vincent Price. You always love those kind yeah. of horror homages. Oh, yeah. And the the section of the film is a sequence in the film where a m- the mother dissects a cow's eye, mm-hmm. and Nicholas Pesci's mother actually did that oh. with him uh, as as a youngster. So oh, it wow. obviously, yes, it obviously uh, influenced him a little wow. bit. Uh, this one is really, really striking. Uh, it's The Eyes of My Mother from 2016. Unexpected guest Number five on our list tonight. And moving up to number four. Oh boy, this one is chilling. From 2008. A young couple staying in an isolated vacation home are terrorized by three unknown assailants in The Strangers. Is Tamara home? Is Tamara home?
3: There's someone out there.
2: Because you were home.
0: I remember when this came out, the trailer really unnerved me. Oh, yeah. And I think it was a different trailer from that one. Yeah, it was. But there's that one sequence where she's Liv Tyler is just standing in the home, and she doesn't realize that there's one of them is just in the background there. And that was just chilling to me.
1: Yeah, it was. Brian Bertino made this, um, and he also, uh, a couple years ago, made The Dark and the Wicked, which is such a great movie. And uh, it has got all of these baby goats in it. And I say this because... We are absolutely going to do a podcast on goats. There's no question about it. <laughs> but that's a sidetrack. This is <laughs> goats, yeah, goats, for the goats. yeah, Goals, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. I just think, um, I just think that that this movie was so much scarier than everything else that came out that year. Like it was, it just hit a nerve. You know, I think home invasion horror is really scary anyway. Yeah. When, whenever you think you're comfortable in your own house, and it's like. You know, I, I find that that's really uh, that's really frightening. Anyway, but I, I just and then the you know it was sort of early in the they have baby masks on like it, that wasn't worn out yet or anything like everything about this movie and the the cinematography and the uh, is so stunning especially inside the house, the way that it can look so sort of open and expansive and probably very expensive, and at the same time, claustrophobic because, and isolated. It's yeah. just, I just think that it's such a great director's film.
0: It is, and it was all shot uh, with handheld cameras or cams. Every shot has, has some camera movement, mm-hmm. and you can definitely feel that. And it is, it's just really, really chilling. And a lot of people understandably draw comparisons between this film and them, From 2006. Which we also showed. We showed that one, too. That one is also very scary.
1: Not the one with the giant ants. Uh, It's just a whole other movie. The Home Invasion, though.
0: Yes. (laughs) And anybody that saw... I had totally forgotten he was in this, but anybody that saw the movie Blackberry from this year, uh, that great performance, supporting performance from Glenn Howerton. From It's Always
1: Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah.
0: He's in this, too, which I had totally forgotten. He's got a small, but very memorable part in this movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah, poor this, guy.
0: And this one, I think. Am, am I wrong? Is this getting another reboot or it's, another? It's sequel? it's
1: getting a. I think. I think there's somebody. He, Bertino's not making it. I think that there are three additional sequels coming out. But he's but. I didn't. I hated the second one, *Pray by Night*. I hated it. So I don't. I don't know if anybody else hated it or loved it. No, you know, n- no judgment there. But I'm not that looking forward to three more that he doesn't help. To be but honest boy, with you. boy,
0: this one, this one is really, really, really effective. And that this down to your bones, just dread and 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 fear. Yes. Uh, home invasion horror, *The Strangers* from 2008. That's number four. All right, uh, moving up to number three. This actually counts as two. <laughs> from 1997 and 2007 two psychopathic young men take a family hostage in their cabin it's funny games
2: what is it honey there's someone here
0: could you please leave right now Mr. Farber what? Ah! have a seat please I'm Paul it's easier when things are polite okay let's play a game you bet that you'll be alive tomorrow at nine o'clock and we bet that you'll be dead let's make a deal
3: that's awesome really Help me!
0: it's playtime again this is from one of our favorite filmmakers michael haneke Anything he does, see it. And he, he's such a genius at jumping around from different genres, different languages. Yeah. And whatever he does is so, so good. And this one is so interesting because he also directed the the, the American version, which is pretty much a shot-for-shot shot remake of the original. And he had, he has stated, I think, in interviews that he always intended it for American audiences, but it never gained much traction, so he did it. In, in English and you can that mo if you've seen the movie you know what I'm talking about that moment that moment that much discussed where everything turns and I'm not even sure I'm a big fan of that moment but you can <laughs> see that that is directed at American audiences I think for sure
1: yeah it's a funny I mean it's an interesting film um, both times both takes are very interesting uh, in the way that it's uh, it, it's just about it's like a uh, you know, um, sort of etiquette tension. Uh, these, these nice kids, they show up at the vacation house and they just, can we borrow some eggs? And then they just keep dropping the eggs. Well, can't, you know, we need to borrow more eggs. And the, the family keeps getting more and more irritated, but they won't be rude. And, uh, but right away and keep this in mind, if, if kids show up at your house and they have white gloves on, don't let them in.
0: <laughs> be rude. Uh, and the,
1: you know, and, and for me, I mean, everything about... I love everything about both of these movies. Although, I'll be honest with you, it's not a great double feature. Like, you, you really will want to take your own life by the Date end. Date night. So, yeah. Give yourself a break. Watch Toy Story or something in between. Do something, you know. But I love, um, you know, I love in horror films, I love the bored, sadistic teen. Like, they're just doing it out of boredom. And And I think in both films... The villains are just spot on perfect. And I was worried when I saw the American the the English language version because the the two Arno Frisch in particularly uh the villains in the German movie are so perfect. But it's it's uh, Michael Pitt and Corbin Brady Corbett. Brady Corbett, thank you. I was gonna say Corbin uh, Burns. I was gonna say Corbin <laughs> Burnson and I thought, oh, that does that's not right at all. They are uh they're equally uh just sadistic and brilliant in this mm-hmm. movie it's, it's I mean it's a really tough film to watch whichever yeah. language you choose but it's so good
0: yeah there's so, so much dread from the very beginning Oh yeah. Um, and if, if, if this is effective for you there's another movie that came out I think was it earlier this year or last year Speak No Evil which is also <laughs> very much like that it's like one couple pushing another how much can I get away with and then when they take it to the nth degree it's like well hey it's your fault and it's just so, yeah. so... It's
1: getting an English language remake as well. Oh, my man.
0: That one, that one was really, really a stunner. But uh, yeah, this one, not only shot for shot remake pretty much, but the production crew used the blueprints from the 1997 original to uh, recreate the house in oh, the wow. exact same proportions. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tim Roth, who is one of the stars of the American version, has said that just making the film traumatized him so much that he will not watch it oh wow <laughs> that that's pretty scary and it's yeah it's really really good again michael haneke anything he's he's making and he's due for something isn't he i well, would he's think he's like 90 so yeah, maybe not come on get on it uh funny games number Let three the man and number three and a half uh <laughs> on our on our list of uninvited guests all right moving up to number two all oh, this is one we've talked about a time or two a newly engaged couple have a breakdown in an isolated area and must seek shelter at the bizarre residence of Dr. Frank Inferter. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Let's do the, time
2: again. the Rocky Horror Picture Show is wonderfully weird.
0: They're probably foreigners with ways different than our own.
2: It's fabulously freaky. Yeah, 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 you might go to Your
3: will It's a trip. To transsexual Transylvania, God, sweet, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Great Scott. So give yourself over
2: to absolute pleasure. See the Rocky Horror Picture Show.
1: So this is one of the all-time greats. And All I, time. I, I was thinking today, somebody uh, asked. How, what movie have I seen the most often? Because I do sent, tend to watch certain movies again and again. And I, I think it is probably the, the Rocky Horror Picture You think show. so? I do. I think that it edges out Texas Chainsaw. Um, and it's, it's, it's never not fun to watch. It's oh, the it's most so much fun. fun movie ever. And also, there's never been a more perfect performance in any film ever than Tim Curry in this movie. It's he's s- just... He's so perfect in this movie.
0: He is. And of course, the unexpected guess... Brad and Janet, asshole,
1: slut, <laughs>
0: <laughs> are in for, for quite a time, and it's, it's so, you're right, it's so much fun, it's become so iconic now that you see it, I remember, you remember when it was such a big and deal when it was on TV, the first time it was on TV, I think it was the late, no, no, maybe the early 90s? I, don't, I
1: remember the first time that it was released, like on on DVD. I remember the first time that you could rent it, that being a big deal. I don't think I remember the first time it was on TV. But it
0: was always, you know, such an experience yeah. where you'd go to the theater and you'd bring all your props and you'd, you know, throw the toast and you'd get wet and all that stuff. And they it was
1: play meatloaf videos e- first. Everything, and yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And it's 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 hard to to get back to that because it's such a discovery when either you come for the first time or maybe people would always bring new, quote-unquote, virgins virgins to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was such an iconic experience that I— it's so easy to watch now that I hope people still get out and bring like, new recruits to this because it's, it's an iconic experience.
1: It is. Actually, our, our youngest nieces have never seen it, and I always bring it up. Like, when, when we're out in Vermont, we should watch this movie. And uh, my sister, rightly so, she says, no, they have to wait until they can go see it like live somewhere, until somebody is showing it okay. live somewhere. So I can, I can get behind that, except I don't know how long, how old you could be without watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show and be related to me
2: still.
0: <laughs> so, And what also is very fun to see the, the Rocky Horror Show on stage, which I know they do hear a lot. Yes. I mean, Short North Stage does it. Yeah. And we went last year, I think, or maybe the year before, and it's always great. So it's just, it's just so much fun to sing along with. But it all starts with, of course... The Unexpected Guess.
1: It does. And, and Riff Raff, who is also perfect in this movie, and when he just says, which I still always tell, i will say, hello. <laughs> it's my favorite uh, introduction to any character. Where he just goes, hello. <laughs> oh, God, it, that movie's great.
0: It's a great one. All right, we're we'll going get on with this because we've got a movie to show. And guess what? It's going to be the one at number one. American honeymooners in Hungary become trapped in the home of a Satan worshipping priest when the bride is taken there for medical help following a road accident from 1934, the Black Cat.
3: Did you ever hear of Satanism, the worship of the devil, of evil? I've heard you get the great modern priest of that ancient cult. And tonight, dark of the moon, the rites of Lucifer are celebrated. If I'm not mistaken, he intends you to play a part in that ritual. Very important part. Where is my wife, Karen, and my daughter? Karen? Well, what do you mean?
0: So how many people have never seen this movie? Look at that. How many people have never seen a 4K restoration on the big screen at Gateway (laughs) Film Center? Uh uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. This is a treat, man. This is a treat. It's been a long time coming.
1: And as always, we're not going to talk too much about it, as we never do in advance. We'd love for you to come down and talk to us afterwards about your reaction. But I do want to say that this is pre-code. It's very important. Yes. Because this movie is weird as shit. And you're like, is this... Am I... What are they saying right now? Is that really what... Is is Boris Karloff saying that right now? And he also, is. I also want to say this: they make the most glorious use of his lisp in this movie. In other movies, it's like they always try to work around it, but in this one, they're like just reveling in it. It's fantastic.
0: Heck yeah! So that's about all we're going to say. Um, but please, we want to get your reaction after and get you on the podcast. So before we start, well, actually, we're going to start with the short film, uh, Matt Smith's The Provider, and then we'll get right to the Black Cat. But before we do that, we want to give away these last few pieces of sweet swag. Uh, from this movie season. Congrats to all of our ticket winners from earlier at Happy Hour. Thank you so much. Enjoy the Black Cat. Enjoy Provider from Matt Smith, which which we're going to show first, and then please, please come down and we'll talk about the Black Cat after. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. Hang out. Enjoy. Let's talk. Stan Roller. About ninety minutes later. Yeah. Good stuff, huh? Man. And it looked great.
1: It did look great. It did. How much does Rocky Horror owe to this movie? A lot. A lot.
0: (laughs) I love, first of all, the the light and shadow and silhouette. Oh, yeah.
1: Super good. Super good. Also, all the just having sex with dead bodies that just kept being (laughs) sort of (laughs) suggested throughout. And Boris Karloff's hair. Pretty great.
0: Yeah yeah there it's it's this is nineteen yeah nineteen thirty four It's hard to imagine now I mean what a big deal that was yeah. getting them together.
1: Oh yeah! Oh my God! Yes, and and how hard it would be to keep have the ramps in every scene so that Bella Lugosi looked like he was taller than Boris Karloff.
0: You could almost feel the <laughs> the fight like this scene was contractually obligated. I'm going to look taller in this scene, yeah. and the next scene I won't. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely saw that going back and forth. And also, it sometimes I swear it looked like uh, Karloff was almost rolling his eyes at at Lugosi's. Uh, Subtlety, can we put it that way? You know what
1: I love, though. I, I love that they did this. I love that Ulmer did this. Is that uh, the first time you see Bella Lugosi? You know, we've got this this happy, hungry couple in their in their train car, and all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, can this guy share a car with you?" And then all of a sudden it's like Bella Lugosi, and you're like, "No, <laughs> no. this is a terrible decision," but it's because. At that point in the film, you don't realize that he's the good guy. I mean, Mm. more or less the good guy. Like, he's got some really questionable decisions. He makes some really questionable decisions. But at the time, I think that's a really, it's a fascinating choice directorially that Ulmer made that it was like, we're going to, so that the whole audience is like, no, don't let him (laughs) in. But then also, that's where they're going for their honeymoon, for real? I I feel like the whole marriage is doomed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, director Edgar G. Ulmer, and a lot of landmark things about this film. First of all, the score. It was one of the first films to have you know, music not just in the opening and credit. There's music throughout, and that was, that was pretty uh, landmark at the time. Also, that clock. It's like a digital clock. Uh, almost, you know, yes. you don't see yeah, a yeah, clock yeah. like that yeah. before any other movie. And of course, the mention of Satanism as a cult, one of the very, very first, yeah. if not the I, first I feel like. Well,
1: I feel like, uh, uh, yeah, I feel like Haxon probably did it first, okay. but I don't know if they said it out loud. Like, I don't know if they articulated it, yeah. but it's the first Black Mass, and that's another podcast we got to yes. do. Yes. I love me a Black Mass.
0: Also, I love the opening credits because it says... Suggested by the Edgar (laughs) Allan Poe. And by suggested, they mean it has absolutely nothing to do with it. There is a
1: cat in both.
0: (laughs) That's about it. (laughs) But I'd love to get your reactions. Come down, and uh, we'd love to get uh, what you, especially if you haven't seen it before. And thanks Come on again
1: down. to Matt Smith for letting us show. Oh yeah, the provider. The provider. And if you have thoughts on the provider as well. We would love to hear it. So, it, I just quickly, as Brandon comes down, I would like the provider. The first time I saw it, I thought to myself, "So you keep your brain inside the testicle?" <laughs> and apparently,
0: it makes a mess on your nose when you eat it. And you won't, <laughs> you won't watch those pimple popper videos. Oh my God! But I don't you'll want watch, to hear it. But you'll watch that thing.
2: I did like. I like that movie. I'm a <laughs> big fan. Uh, two things is beautiful, as you said, it's absolutely beautiful, and the uh, ever it became very famous. I believe that's the first time they ever use a down, 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 organ. where he's playing the, organist, the organ, yeah. yeah. That's the first time, dun, dun, dun. as far as I know, yeah. on film, yes. So, you know, I'm a little disappointed that for George, as such a music person, that he didn't let us know that Keith Moon played the, the uh, the butler in this movie. So... <laughs> I kept thinking that through the entire movie. I was like I can't believe that Keith Moon is in this.
0: Manservant Hecubus. I do yes.
2: love how many henchmen. Everybody has a henchman. I, I the, the henchmen and like I mean there was plenty of sadism, but the like the Keith Moon Butler, like the, the drug use <laughs> that, that covered that. <laughs> Good point. Um, yeah. And you know, more importantly, I love the fact that, you know, this is one of the few movies that, you know, Karloff and I love that he's credited just as Karloff. You know, that's, yeah, that's, that's great. great. That's great. It's like Madonna, <laughs> you know, or the former the, the artist formerly known as Karloff. Um, I I love the fact that they are not buried under like levels of makeup, other than Karloff's like Eddie Munster haircut. Um, I, I love the fact that they're just acting. You know, that they, they get the they get to the just sit in a room and and act, and you don't get the you don't really get that from both of them for for most of their careers.
1: No, that's really true. true, especially Boris Karloff.
2: Another
0: thing I loved was in the, the uh, scene when he, when Karloff is first going in and, and looking at the the bodies encased, the the reflections, yeah. uh, mainly in that scene. A little bit later when he saw it with Lugosi as well, mm-hmm. but right there, really nice use yeah. of those reflections off the yeah. uh, panes there.
2: Um, I want to say first of all, congratulations on your 10-year anniversary. Thank for you. The Thank best you. Best podcast in Columbus. I uh, thought the provider was wonderful. And uh the black cat was absolutely fascinating loved the uh whole vibe, especially um yeah, like it was said, the acting I, the faces were were just amazing, especially um yeah, the Allisons and Joe needed to be carried around absolutely everywhere, but it was amazing and um yeah, thank you for uh hosting this thank <laughs> thank you. you
1: for coming. I do love that I love that uh the henchmen. He carried her everywhere. He car- and then, like, he's carrying her from, like, I don't know, the middle of a storm somewhere in Budapest, and she just has a coat over her head the whole time, and he's <laughs> just carrying her the whole time. And I keep thinking, like, also, why is your husband not sleeping in your room with you? He, you know, he's, he's so happy that Boris Karloff has the door open. Yeah, I'd like to spend some time with you, Boris Karloff, on my wedding night. It's a very <laughs> unusual choice. <laughs>
0: And also when they opened the door, did you get a look at those majestic mountains outside? (laughs) They looked real. They
2: totally look real. So I love, this is one of my favorite universal horrors because it's just, one, I love universal horror, the old, these, because they're just, they're neat films because they're done so quickly. You know, everything's used. Every second's used so well. And then also just the incredible Art Deco. Here's this Art Deco home in the Carpathians. Like, where did this come from? Why does this belong here? It
1: doesn't. What I thought was, what you're saying, though, about the, the home is that it's it's almost like they have to make a comment about that. The, he's a, an architect, and he chose to build this entirely bizarre house right here. Yeah, it is really true. Although, you know, and it, it reminded me sometimes of the cabinet of, of Caligari, the way that it looked, like the black and white and yeah. the sort of, you know, blocking of it. It was so cool to look at.
0: I totally want to shout out um, the costuming
2: because I really want one of those smoking jackets. (laughs) And and people were very clothed. Like, dude got out of bed with a lot of clothes on. (laughs) Just saying.
0: Point taken. Very true.
3: So first, a quick thought on the uh, the provider here. Like, the only thing I could think of while they're eating those weird brain testicle things is, like, it's exactly like eating a mango. There's no right way to do it without making a huge mess of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then, like, I mean, on as far as the Allison's marriage is going, I mean, Guy was packing heat on his honeymoon. I mean, I think that says everything you need <laughs> to know about the future success of their marriage. But I do love, like, all these uh, old movies from the 30s, like, before they've really figured out, like the like, the three-act structure for telling stories and things and how just, like there'll be five or six inciting incidents before anything really happens like the 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 black mass is not important to the plot and just kind of happens and then it's forgotten within five seconds of it of it happening and i love uh the soft focus on mrs allison the entire time it's like they put an entire yes. vat of vaseline on that. they race. did
0: <laughs> every time, every time they did that, I leaned over to her and said, "Cheese! Look at every that time. cheese, cheese
3: cloth! Look at the cheesecloth, <laughs>
1: He said, "Yeah, every single time." And also the eyebrows. I oh, love, yeah. I love. I don't, you know, I, I don't know what they did in the nineteen thirties. They just shaved completely so that then they could just draw something on. But there was, <laughs> it was the the brows were impressive. Impressive. Well, uh, I also I should say on the train uh, before the before they even have the car accident. This man lets Bella Lugosi reach over and pat his sleeping wife's hair. Like that. You know what? Right there, <laughs> I think she's chosen the wrong husband. At least smack that hand away, because that's weird. <laughs>
0: Well, it was a treat, finally, after all this time, to see that on the big screen. Like it really I said, it was. Looked, it looked fantastic. Thanks again to Chris and at the Gateway Film Center for having this. It was a perfect film for the yes. Yes. Thanks, as always. It was a perfect film to have for our 10th uh, anniversary. Cannot believe it. And now we start next month on the next 10 years.
1: That's right. And we hope that you will come back. We're going to show the 1971 Aussie, sweaty, edge-of-your-seat, Wake in Fright. Um, it's so great. It is one of Martin Scorsese's all time favorite movies, by the way, come out for that. And, um, and the topic is going to be the town that won't let go. So when you just can't get away from your, your town, that's what the topic is going to be. And we're going to show actually the short we're going to show is our first short film. The first short film that we made. It's called Godspeed. Godspeed. And a, it's actually about a woman who is able to. She drives a long distance to murder someone. A COVID,
0: so. COVID production. Yep. One one actor yep. in one Kat car. Kat
1: McAlpine, the glorious Kat McAlpine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's uh, that's going to show before the uh, the film. So that'll be the second Friday of next month. Yes. Um. So we hope you come back. And this has been a blast. Um, we'll get this uh, podcast edited here in the next few days. And it'll be up. On all the usual outlets at madwolf.com is the main uh, the main website. Also uh, Mad Wolf Columbus on Facebook and Instagram and just at Mad Wolf on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, and don't forget the Fright Club Podcast Facebook group. We don't got a private Facebook group for the Fright Club Podcast, so come on and join that if you haven't already. We have lots of fun in there. Mm-hmm. Also, you know what? On. Thanks
1: to Peter Tungat for coming out and writing up some stuff about us. From it. the Columbus really dispatch Thanks yes. to Peter.
0: Look forward You know uh, what?
1: You should be on the podcast sometime. We should you should come in and co-host something with us. Yeah, that would be super fun.
0: Like maybe like reporters and horror, something like that. Oh yeah. Hmm? Oh
1: yeah. There's a lot of press. That's yeah. There's See, a lot of press. boom.
0: See, they, 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 we always talked about will we ever run out of topics? No. No, we will never we run will not. out of
1: topics. I've got like five. Just Argento has reporters all over the place. Oh, that's right. He does. Yeah, he does.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Well, this has been a blast. Thank you guys so much. Congratulations to all of our uh, prize winners. Enjoy all that swag, and we hope to see you back here uh, next month. And until then, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club podcast.